Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Living Hope. Uh, if I hadn't met you, my name is Rich Schmidt, the pastor here, and, and we're uh, glad to welcome you on this fine, uh, fine Mother's Day morning. We like to begin our services with this greeting Christians have been using for a long time now. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Uh, whether you're here in the room with us or whether you're joining us online, we believe that God meets us right where we are, right here, right now. So let's pray to him as we begin. God, we're grateful to you uh, for the opportunity to gather together, to to sing to you and to pray to you, to uh, listen for your spirit speaking through the scriptures and to gather around the table of our Lord Jesus. Uh, God, you know that uh, today we bring all kinds of things with us into this time. Uh, some of us, uh, it's been a really great morning so far, celebrating uh, mothers and mothers being celebrated by kids and all the rest. And God, you know that for some, it's been a really rough morning. And uh, just anticipating the coming of this holiday has been really, really hard for some folks uh, here in the room, some folks that are watching online because they couldn't bear to show up in a building uh, because Mother's Day is just a really hard holiday. God, we are so grateful uh, that you meet us right where we are with all the mix of emotions, the, the grief, the joy, uh, the pain, the anxiety, all the stuff that we bring with us, uh, that we carry with us through this life. God, today, we have the chance to bring all of that to you, to express to you what's really going on in our hearts and minds to invite you to give us the grace that we need, the strength, the healing, whatever it is that we're needing today, God. I pray that you would help us to have a real and true connection with you and with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for your amazing love that you've shown us and the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we offer this prayer. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, if you're able, interested, let's stand as we begin. Let's sing. Church with bro. 
songs again. Love on God reigns on high. By His grace again we'll fly. Shout to the north and the south. Oh, 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 oh,
fire before us You're the brightest You will lead us through the storms Fire before us You're the brightest You will lead us through the storms Fire before us You're the brightest You will lead us through the storms Fire before us You're the brightest You will lead us through the storms My lighthouse My lighthouse Shining in the darkness I will follow you Oh, my lighthouse My lighthouse Trust the promise You have carried me safe to shore Safe to shore Safe to shore Safe to to read from First uh, John chapter 1 verses 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son purifies us from all sin. Shine down on 
Continue that prayer. God, we are so grateful that whatever life throws our way, whatever the day or night may bring, that you are with us. And we do ask that you would shine your light into our lives. I mean, that's why you came to us, Jesus. I mean, you entered into the darkness of this world, the, the mess that our sin had made of our lives, of our relationships, of, of everything you'd entrusted to us. You didn't keep your distance, God, but you came right to us to to shine your light, to give your life, to transform us from the inside out so that we then can, can carry your light into, into some really dark places. God, thank you that today your light shines on. Help us, God. You know what we carry with us into this place. You know the, the real darkness that, that for some of us just seems like it will not let go of us, won't leave us alone. God, today we need just to see your light breaking through the clouds. We need to see your hope, your joy, your peace, your, your wholeness, your healing. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving us like you have. It's an amazing thing to be loved by you. It's an amazing thing to be able to walk through this life with that kind of confidence, knowing that whatever life throws our way, that you are with us. You give us this strength that comes from well, beyond us, that's for sure. This strength that comes only from you. You give us a wisdom uh, so in the choices that we make, in the paths that we go down. God, you, you give us your peace that goes beyond everything that would make sense, goes beyond our understanding. This peace that holds on to us, even in the midst of very trying circumstances. Help us, God to experience your strength, your peace, your wisdom, your grace today. We are so grateful for the opportunity to gather together to worship you. Uh, we do this because of the love you've shown us in Jesus Christ. So it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm going to invite you to go ahead and have a seat real quick because we've got a, a prayer that we're going to do together before we exchange the peace and greet each other and all of that, all right? Uh, I think we're going to have all of it on the screens. You guys can go ahead and, and have a seat. Yeah, sorry. Thank you for leading us uh, this morning musically. We are so incredibly grateful. Um, yeah, I, I went ahead and handed some of these out. We, I think we used this last year on Mother's Day. Uh, so they're on the tables. We'll have them on the screens, I think, right? We've got, yeah, yeah Katie's ready with it. Uh, there's a, it's a back and forth kind of a prayer, all right, where, uh, where I lead some and then you lead some. Can we, can we do that? 
pretty easy. If you're looking at the, at the piece of paper, uh, your part's in bold. If you're just looking at the screens, sorry, it's not in bold, but it'll say all right before the part that we all say together, okay? We hold many precious souls in our prayerful hearts on this Mother's Day weekend. Hear us, O oh God, as we open our hearts to you. We pray for women who are mothers, women who have dared to say yes to the daunting challenges of bearing or adopting or fostering children and raising them into a meaningful adulthood. Bring grace and strength to mothers this weekend that they might continue to love with integrity and find both joy and meaning in their motherhood. We pray for women who gave birth to children and who then bravely released those children into the process of adoption or foster caregiving so that new families might be created. Draw near to these women and these new families as they experience the grief of letting go and the hope of new possibilities. We pray for troubled relationships, for mothers who are alienated for their, from their children and children who are alienated from their mothers. Bring your healing peace to the hearts of those who find themselves weeping on opposite sides of a chasm of estrangement. We pray for children grieving over the death of their mothers and mothers grieving over the death of their children. Comfort them with the blessed assurance that in Jesus, death is never given the final word to speak. We pray for women who carry in their souls the deep and complicated grief of miscarriages. Allow your divine tears to mix with theirs and hold them in the tender embrace of your healing love. We pray for children who are abused or mistreated by their mothers and for mothers who are abused or mistreated by their children. Intervene and help others to intervene so that safety, repentance, forgiveness, and healing will find fresh expression in the midst of broken covenants. We pray for women who live in the complex and often difficult aftermath of abortion. Make your presence known to them in ways that are life-giving and restorative. We pray for mothers who care for their children in the face of domestic abuse and the perpetual threat of violence. Protect them and bring into these troubled homes your spirit of deliverance and transformation. We pray for women who yearn to be mothers but who live with the anguish of an unfulfilled maternal longing. Bring wholeness to their broken hearts and comfort to their saddened souls. We pray with thanksgiving for all the women who have been a mothering presence in our lives, mentoring us, teaching us, forming us, disciplining us, and revealing to us the divine heart in their loving embrace. We are grateful for the women who have mothered us, who have taught us what it means to love you with heart, soul, and mind, and who have shown us what it looks like to be authentically human. Where people find delight in Mother's Day this year, expand and deepen their spirit of joy. Where people find pain and anxiety, envelop their hurt in your healing grace. Help us be attentive to both the pleasure and the sadness that Mother's Day can inspire in the hearts of your people. Through both the joy and the pain, enable us to experience afresh the goodness of your perfect and unfailing parental love. Usher us all more deeply into Jesus, whose grace covers all situations of motherhood and in whose name we gratefully pray, amen. amen. I'm thankful to the pastor who, uh, who wrote that and shared that so that we could pray it together today. Uh,
we do uh, in whatever, we have all kinds of circumstances represented here in this room, and, uh, and I'm sure by those of you watching online, and uh, we are glad that you've decided to, to come and to worship with us today. Uh, we do like to greet each other at this point in the service uh, with a peace that comes from Christ himself. So, the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you. Now you have to stand up again because we're going to take a couple minutes to extend that peace to each other, uh, to say hi, to shake hands, to give a hug, to wish a happy Mother's Day. All right. Hey, if you're watching us online and we didn't get to shake your hand just now, please drop us a note in the comments. Let us know you're with us or something. And uh, if, uh, if there's some way that we could be praying for you and you don't want to just put that out there publicly for everybody to see, you can go to livinghope.info slash connect. There's a little digital connect card you can fill out there and, and share with us that you're with us today. Uh, share with us how we can be praying for you or thanking God with you. Or if you have a question, you can ask that. And, of course, all of us here in the room can do that same thing. Uh, you can go to livinghope.info slash connect. Uh, or since you're in the room, there's some little green cards back there on that table. You can just jot a note right there and put your contact info on it and drop it in the offering box before you go. That way we can follow up with you this week, especially if you have a question or feedback or something uh, that you'd like to give. Um, and if you're giving today, obviously you can drop that in that box as well, or, uh, or any of us can give online. Uh, that works well, too. Just some real quick announcements before Pastor Judy comes up and brings us the message today. Uh, we've got a lot coming up. Uh, well, oh, and I forgot to mention this last week. On the table are some little baby bottles. Uh, this is something we do every Mother's Day in partnership with the Women's Center of Northwest Indiana. Just to make sure you're aware of them and what they do. They work with moms who are... Uh, and often like a crisis kind of a pregnancy situation, like an unexpected, uh, unplanned, un not feeling very prepared for that, they come alongside these women and help them to choose life for their child. So they're especially trying to help women who might otherwise be considering abortion, and just to help them see what other options there are and, that, and resources that are available to them. And, um, and so if you would like to uh, support them and the work that they do uh, with your prayers, with your gifts, donations. Uh, you, can, you can put donations in those baby bottles if you want and just bring them back anytime by the end of the month and uh, just leave them by the offering box and we'll make sure that they get those. Um, and inside there's a little mention of, I think, if I remember right, there's uh, a little mention of like a child or a parent uh, that they have served and that would love for you to be praying for. So, uh, so at the very least, take that with you, pull out that piece of paper, pray for that child uh, that's mentioned there on the, on the piece of paper. And, uh, and if that's the kind of thing that interests you and you want to know more about them, then uh, I think there's a link there too that you can follow to learn more about the work that they do. Uh, <clears throat> next weekend, we've got a, three different things happening. All right, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Uh, we're doing the uh, Global 6K for Water. That happens this coming Saturday, which means today and tomorrow are your last chance to sign up and have them mail you your shirt and everything in time for Saturday. Uh, and there's a last minute like uh, promo code thing. It's $10 off Empower Moms. If you, if you type that into the little promo code thing, you'll get 10 bucks off. Some other donor is going to pay that $10 for you so that your registration can, uh, can completely meet the need of bringing clean water to the child who's uh, whose face and name and country uh, will be on the little race bib that they send you. So we'll be right across the street this Saturday, 9 o'clock, oh, sorry, 9 o'clock is when we'll be set up. 9.30 is when we're going to start. Um, take a picture and start walking. It's five laps around there if you want to do the whole 6K. Uh, it's not timed or anything like that. You could do one lap and just say, woohoo, I'm done, if you want to. Uh, or you can do all five laps. If you want to race somebody, go right ahead. Otherwise, it's just a nice, pleasant stroll around the park. You'll get to see the construction on the uh, skate park because we'll walk by that like five times uh, over there. 
So, but that's the average distance that people in these countries, uh, in these places where they don't have access to clean water, that's the average distance they walk just to lug dirty water back home so that they have something to wash with, cook with, uh, bathe in, all the rest. So uh, if you want to help bring clean water right there to their community, uh, we'd love to have you participate. Uh, and then also that same day, we're going to have some bikes being given away out in the parking lot from 9 to noon. So if you need a bike or if you have a bike to donate, the Odd Fellows here in town, uh, we'd love partnering with them to be able to offer that. So they'll be here, I think, once a month through the summer. And the first time is this coming Saturday from 9 to noon right out here. And then Sunday morning, we'll have breakfast in between the services. So all you folks that come at 9, it's like real easy. you just like, oh, I forgot. Well, I guess I'll stick around and eat. It's the 1030 folks that have to put it on the calendars and remember. Um, although you probably shouldn't eat like a big breakfast that morning, you know, right before you come, if you want to enjoy breakfast, because uh, Howard and the guys always do a fantastic job, and it's a chance for you to like sit and actually talk with someone for more than the two minutes you just talked with them uh, a moment ago. So that'll be happening next Sunday as well. Uh, I think that's all I need to share by way of announcements. Uh, can I uh, just lead us in a real quick prayer before Pastor Judy comes up to bring us today's message? God, we're so grateful. Uh, for uh, your word to us. We're grateful for the opportunity to, to walk through it like we have been this year. And, uh, and we're grateful for Pastor Judy, uh, who's uh, bringing us the message today. I pray that you would, uh, I know you've been speaking to her as she's been preparing for it, because we've talked about this, and, and you've been speaking to her, God. I pray that you'd help us to be open to hearing what you want us to hear today. Uh, whatever it is that you want to say through your word, uh, through your servant, uh, help us to have open and receptive hearts, ready to say yes to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Judy, come on up. Um, oh, and if anyone's curious, this is not like me like trying to get out of preaching on Mother's Day. Uh, Pastor Judy, I, I, can't, I think last year you did for some, I can't remember, two years ago. Is that what it was? And, uh, and so this year she was like, hey, can I preach on Mother's Day again? I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? Go for it. So, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I, uh, today's actually a first for me. Um, I'm preaching <clears throat> the morning after going to prom. Pray for me. No. <laughs> um, Phil, Phil, as you know, teaches, and last night he had to chaperone, and, you know, he said, will you go to prom with me? How do you say no, right? So, so we were at prom last night. It was a lot of fun. Um, and can I just say, is it just me? It has been a week this week. I was sharing with Pastor Rich a little bit. Anything that could have happened to distract me this week happened. Anything that could have frustrated me frustrated me <laughs> it has been not bad not bad things didn't happen it was just distraction after distraction and frustrations left and right but in spite of all of that I can't tell you how glad I am to be here with my family because that's what you guys are all my family you know um, so uh, I just I really am glad and and I think I think maybe we'll just alternate Mother's Day because last year you did the year before I did this year's my turn and so next year you get another turn so it's all good it's all good but you know I have to say I do appreciate Pastor Rich um, because last week he set me up for this morning sermon he basically lobbed me a softball <laughs> which is great it's it just makes it so much easier but he started talking about um, the Shema the Shema Shema um, <clears throat> and the, the hero Israel right so does anybody remember that from last week? He started, yeah, just, it was kind of at the very end, but he explained it really well, and I appreciated that. But, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a couple of minutes, but I want to start, though, this morning in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And that's really all we're going to look at this morning is, is that chapter. So um, 
If you would, please read with me together verses 1 through 3 of chapter 6. It says, These are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy, and you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Now, in the previous chapter, if you've been reading along with us, Moses had just finished going over in a little more detail what we call the Ten Commandments. Um, There's a little bit more in there, too, but he was just kind of detailing it. And in fact, the whole book of Deuteronomy is really Moses, almost like a last will and testament. Uh, It's his letter to the people, the things that he said to them, knowing that they were going to go into the promised land without him. He was at the end of his life. They were getting ready to go in. The Lord had already told him he wasn't going to go because of his own disobedience. So he was trying to give them instructions to take with them for their trip into the promised land. And he wanted to be sure that they really, 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 really understood the importance of following the instructions that he had already given them, along with the ones that he was going to give them in this, in this book. And repeatedly, over and over and over, it's kind of a theme through this, he tells them to obey the decrees and the commandments given to them by God. In these few, first couple few verses here, he says, listen and obey. Listen and obey. Not just hear with your ears, but hear what God is saying and then put action to it by obeying. And he even tells them why they needed to listen and obey. And the reason why was so that they all would go well with them and they would have many children in the land of milk and honey promised to them. Obviously, today is Mother's Day, but this isn't a Mother's Day message, Mother's Day message, okay? And even though we're talking about having children here, and we talk about children a little bit later, these words weren't given to mothers. They were given to the community. They were given to the nation as a whole here. It was about the nation being prosperous and growing and expanding as they obeyed the commands of God more so than any one family just having a boatload of kids, right? So um, that's something that to keep in mind here as we're hearing from Moses the things that he's saying is he's addressing the whole group of them, not just individuals, not just one portion of them, the whole group. So in the next few verses, we read the Shema, the hear or listen, O Israel. Now, this prayer in verses 4 and 5, it's the prayer that Hebrew people, even today, recite every morning and every evening. And it says, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. This was meant to be a daily reminder that we are to acknowledge that God is the one and only God. That he alone is supreme. He alone is above all. He is God and God alone. Now, I'm going to be honest. We could probably do a whole sermon series just on these two verses alone, right? (laughs) Um, 
I don't think we're planning to, at least not anytime soon, are we, Pastor Rich? No. Not necessarily. <laughs> but um, but it, it is also a daily reminder not to just acknowledge who God is and what God is, but also that reminder every day to love God. And this is, this is the softball that Pastor lobbed to me, which I appreciate. But it, it's to love God with everything that you have. Every part of you, your, your heart, your essence, the, the thoughts and feelings that you have, your, with your soul, your whole being, the physical as well as the spiritual part of you, right? And your strength. And I appreciated when you said the word abundance last week. It, it, really hit, it just really hit me. It's like, is loving God with my abundance? Now, most of us think of abundance in material in a, in a material sense, right? Because, I mean, what other abundance do we have? Except that that's not what this means here. That abundance, that strength that we have is that, that little extra of us that makes us who we are. For some people, that abundance is an abundance of compassion or empathy. For some people, it's an abundance of humor. For some people, it's an abundance of, of, of um, helping or serving other people. Whatever you have in abundance, and it could be material things, but maybe not. It's, it's that, that little extra about you. <laughs> I've been told I'm a little extra just all around sometimes. <laughs> and that's okay, because I want to love God with all of that extra that is part of me, right? And as Pastor Richard also mentioned, mentioned last week, is that this love equals action. It's not just this feeling that we have. It's a boots on the ground, daily call to action, to live out our love for God in everything we think, feel, say, and do. Listening equals love. I, I was listening to, to actually to something else this week, totally unrelated to this, and it was talking about how we feel loved when people, someone listens to us, don't we? When somebody really stops and hears what we're saying and, and, and listens to us and feels what we're feeling, acknowledges us by face-to-face, -face, paying attention, looking us in the eye and listening. And that's very much what this is about here, is, is hear, O Israel, love the Lord your God. Listening is equal to loving. And again, we could do a whole sermon series on just this part. But we're not going to, at least not right now. But I can't help but think that this is a great idea for us, for me, to put into practice reciting these words every morning and every evening, acknowledging who God is and reminding me to love God with everything I've got. Um... In the next few verses, though, verses 6 to 9, we read this. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Moses here again is emphasizing the total commitment that people need to have to the commandments that he's just gone over and over with them. It seems like over and over and 
over and over and over, doesn't it? <laughs> he instructs them to repeat them to their children, to the children, not just theirs, but the children, to make them a regular part of their conversations, to place reminders of these commandments and these decrees in places that are very visible so they're a constant reminder of what God has told them. And the connotation in these verses is that the commands and decrees and instructions were to become a normal part of the everyday life of God's people. They would become built into the rhythm of all they did every day. And obedience to them would become a part of their personhood or their identity. It would just become normal for them to obey. Now, the next several verses here contain more instructions and commands. And they're included in your handout, but for the sake of time, <laughs> um, I'm going to let you read those later. And we're going to skip ahead to verse 20. Because here we see a question that Moses poses to the people, and then it's kind of a rhetorical question, but his response to that question. And it says, in the future, your children will ask you, what is the meaning of these laws, decrees, and regulations that the Lord our God has commanded us to obey? Then you must tell them, we, are Pharaoh's, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand. The Lord did miraculous signs and wonders before our eyes, dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. He brought us out of Egypt so he could give us this land he had sworn to our ancestors, and the Lord our God commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear him so we, he can continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord has given us. You know, as I was reading and studying, what stuck out to me in this little group of verses here is that Moses is instructing the people to tell the stories. He says, you know, why, why, what is the meaning of these laws and why do we have to obey them, right? He's saying the, the children are going to ask you this, and this is what you tell them. You tell them the story of when we were slaves in Egypt and how God brought us out and is bringing us to this land, this land of abundance, this land of promise, right? Tell the stories. Tell the next generations the stories of God's faithfulness, of his miracles, of his promises. And just because these instructions were given to people way back then, I don't think that we're off the hook today. The new covenant doesn't get us off the hook in telling stories. If our faith is going to be passed to the next generations, not just one, but more than one, we today, we have to tell the stories, okay? And these instructions weren't given to individuals or just to families. They were given to the entire community. Again, this is Moses is talking to everybody here. All of the people of God were told to share the stories, to have the conversations, to live out their obedience to God in ways that demonstrated their love for God with all they had and all they were. And we have stories to tell, faith stories that young people need to hear, actions others need, around us need, us need to see, and we have those stories, don't we? How many of you would say, I have a faith story, at least one? All three of you. Okay, great. Thanks. No, <laughs> there was more than three. I, more than three for those of you. <laughs> there, was a, there was a few. Um, and I know that I have faith stories 
as part of my growing up. And I want to share just, just one of them that, that um, I can remember pretty vividly. Okay. As I've mentioned before, my mom was a single mom raising four kids. And we were poor. <laughs> um, honestly, we survived while my mom was going to school to be a nurse because of the welfare system. Uh, we never went hungry. We never went hungry. But we ate a lot of beans and cornbread. <laughs> In fact, there was one Thanksgiving that that's what we were going to have for Thanksgiving dinner was beans and cornbread. And my mom was, was ups, upset in a way. She was, her heart hurt because she wanted to give us that Thanksgiving memory, right? She wasn't afraid that we would be hungry because we had food. It just wasn't the turkey and all the trimmings and all this stuff. And I don't remember, I, honestly, I don't remember being this poor. <laughs> I remember we always had food. We always had enough. But... Um, but I do remember that at, at one point, the day before Thanksgiving, there was a knock at the door. And by the time my mom got there and opened the door, all there was was a box on the porch, a couple of boxes actually. And one of those boxes was a complete Thanksgiving dinner, all the trimmings, all of it. There was also a box of winter clothes for us kids, clothes that would keep us warm and weren't ugly at least as far as I can remember. I was only eight, nine years old, so I don't remember them being ugly, but they were warm, and they would, they would get us through, help get us through the winter. Now, my mom hadn't told anyone we were going to be eating beans and cornbread for Thanksgiving, but God knew. This is one of the faith stories that's part of my family that shaped how I saw God as a little girl, as well as how I responded to God as I grew up. This incident, along with others, like, much like it, or why when Phil and I got married and we started acquiring stuff and started having garage sales. I hate having garage sales. I don't mind going to them. I don't mind going. I hate having them. But, but when we would have a garage sale and we would be trying to filter through our stuff, I don't sell clothes. And there's a reason. Because I can never repay the people who did that for my family. I don't know who they, we never knew who they were. They were just a box on the porch the day before Thanksgiving. But what I can do is I can pay it forward to other families who are in need. And I can pay it forward by sharing out of the abundance that God has given me, right? And maybe, maybe you don't have stories like this in your family. And that's okay, you can borrow mine. Because <laughs> I've borrowed other stories too. In fact, I want to share one more story with you, and it's not mine, it's one I borrowed. When we started attending our previous church, Phil and I were in our mid-20s. Man, we were little kids when I think about it. Just kids. And we only had two of our three kids at that point. But in that church, there was an older gentleman, Leonard Woods. He was... In his, I think he was 83 when we started going there. Um, and he lived another, what, 10 years? They, they, and I, love, I loved Mr. Woods. But he, was in, he, um, he had this story, and he loved to share this story. And it takes place during the Depression. He himself was a young husband and a young father, and he'd finally gotten a job at the mill. It was a big deal during the Depression, right? 
And to work there, he had to have work boots. And the boots that he had, they were all worn out. There was holes in the bottom of the soles, and he was lining them with cardboard and newspaper to try and protect his feet as much as he could. But he and his wife had scrimped and saved and scrimped and saved, and they were finally able to save up $5, which was the cost of new boots. $5. But it was a different time. It was a different era. And he desperately needed these boots, and he was so excited because he was looking forward to going to the store the next day or that next week and buying those boots and wearing them to work. He was so excited and thankful that God had helped them save this money up, right? But that Sunday, they went to church, and the pastor announced a special offering. Man, don't you know what happened? Yeah? God spoke to Mr. Woods and said, I want you to give that $5. Now, I can imagine the inner conversation that Mr. Woods is having with, between himself and God. It's like, God, really? It's taken us so long to save this up. I need those boots desperately at work. You know, I'm, I've worn out my boots as long as I can. I'm putting cardboard and newspaper in the inside of them. I can't go to work without these new boots. Well, if God's ever talked to you this way, you know, you, you never win that argument, do you? <laughs> Lord said, no, Leonard, I want you to give that $5. So he did. He listened and he gave that $5 in, the, in that special offering. And he was really kind of distraught because he really didn't know where these boots were going to come from. It had taken him a long time to save up $5. That was a lot of money during the Depression. A lot of money. So he's driving late, a little later. And this was before this area was as populated as it is now. There's a lot more out in the country than what we have these days. But he was driving along and up ahead he saw something in the middle of the road and it looked like it could be a dead animal or just some garbage laying out there, whatever it was. So he came upon it and he slowed down and stopped, got out of his car and he walked up to whatever this was and do you know what it was? Can you guess? It was a brand new pair of boots, work boots that were never been worn just in his size. Now, there was nobody around. There was no cars. There was no houses. There, there didn't seem to be like anybody had, had dropped them and drove away and would come back and get them, so he picked them up. <laughs> and he took them home, and he praised God for his provision in the midst of his obedience. Now, that might seem like a, a crazy story. It's way out there. But I'll tell you what. Mr. Woods didn't quite question and in the future when God asked him to do something because he knew he could trust God to provide no matter what God asked of him, no matter what he asked him to be obedient in. He didn't question it, maybe not quite the same way, right? And his story became one of my stories because I could look back at his story and say, even though I'm struggling, I know God will provide. Even though I don't know where it's going to come from. I know God's going to come through on this. I can trust him as I obey. And that shaped my relationship with God. Now, my kids don't always remember these stories. I know I've told them. They've been said, but they don't always remember them. But these stories, and along with others, have shaped how they relate to God and to their neighbors. 
They've heard these stories, not just from us, but from their grandparents and their Sunday school teachers and their VBS workers and their camp counselors and the grandmas and grandpas in church. How many of you grew up in the church having grandmas and grandpas that were never related to you? I probably had about 20 sets as a little kid. Seriously. Um, but we, we attempted to weave these faith stories into the fabric of our family, both those that were, we were related to as well as those that just kind of grafted into our family through experiences like having exchange students. <laughs> and while we didn't have a Hobby Lobby kind of home and was all put together with decorations on our walls that declared our faith, that's just, that's not my style. That's just not me. But we did have, what we did have was hard conversations with our kids and other kids that would sit around our table desperate to know who God is and if he's real and if knowing him makes any kind of a difference in our lives. Folks, the kids are watching. Not just little kids, the big kids too. They're listening to our stories. They're figuring out if this whole faith thing is really even for them. They need and they want to know that following God matters, that it makes a difference. Tell your stories of faith, even if they act like your stories are lame. Because I don't, I don't know if you've tried to tell these stories to a younger person, and they're just like, oh. This, that would be my kids. Mom, I've heard this before. This is so dumb. I don't care. I'm going to tell it anyway, because this is our story of faith right? Live out your everyday, in and out life, like, like following God makes, a, makes you different from the world. Openly obey the decrees and the instructions from the Lord, and when he blesses you for your obedience, give God praise. Give him thanks openly and unashamedly, and work these principles of God's commands into your everyday speech and actions until they just are who you are and what you do. And I know today we're focused a lot on moms and all they mean to us and, and some of those hard places that, that women find themselves in when it comes to Mother's Day and, and men too. But as we look at this part of Deuteronomy this morning, I'm convinced I'm convinced that the responsibility for the next generation's multiples fall to all of us, not just moms, not even just moms and dads, not just a nuclear family. It falls to the entire community of faith. Our family here at Living Hope is so good at being open and generous in so many ways. And today, I, I thank you for that because you are showing my grandchildren what it is to live a life of faith. But I do want to encourage you, keep being and doing the things that you are and that you do as a community here at Living Hope, as a family, because we are raising and reminding the generations to come of who God is, of what he's done, and what obedience to him looks like and smells like and feels like and acts like and how deeply God will bless our obedience when we do obey. I invite you to pray with me, would you? Father, we do thank you this morning. We thank you for your plan for us as a family. Lord, for the, the, the nuclear family of moms and dads and kids, 
the extended families with aunts and uncles and cousins and grandmas and grandpas and, and steps and halves and all of it, Lord. But we also thank you for the family of faith that you have blessed us with here in this place and around the world, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for these faith stories that we have, for these places where you have told us, you have told us to share them, to tell them, to live them day in and day out so that the next generation after generation after generation will know who you are and will know how to obey you and will experience for themselves the blessings that follow being obedient to you. Lord, I thank you for the, the hearts of each person that is hearing this this morning, whether they're here in this room or they're online sharing with us at now or a little bit later. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us, each one, myself, Lord, to remember to love you, to acknowledge you, to obey you, Lord, and then to share with anyone and everyone that I can how you have blessed and how you have, how you have kept and all that you've done in my life and in the lives of other people who know you and follow you and obey you. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity this morning. I thank you for your invitation to us to come to your table, to partake of the elements this morning of bread and juice as we remember your sacrifice, we remember your gift to us of redemption through your death and resurrection. I pray that you would bless this time at the table as we gather as a family, together here and with other believers across the, the nation and the world, Lord, as we're reminded of your great redemptive work for us. And as we go from this place, Lord, I pray that you will follow along with us, that you would remind us, that you would be a, a, a almost a, a whisper in our in our ear of constantly of how much you love us how much you care for us how much you want to bless us as we walk in obedience from this moment forward until we meet you again and now I'd ask if you would join me in praying the prayer that Jesus taught us our father who's in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The musicians are going to come and join us again and you, you're invited to come forward. As you're saying yes to God today, please join us at the table. We have juice and, and bread that you can take and dip into the cup. And if you um, need a gluten-free option, we do have those wafers. If you're not comfortable coming forward with the group, we do have elements at your table that you're welcome to partake of. I invite you to come and, and be a part of this family this morning. Just as I am without one plea, 
Thank you, God. You have invited and we have responded. Thank you for being so uh, lavish with your grace. No matter how great our sin, your grace is greater. Thank you for washing us clean, for embracing us as your children, for giving us the, the gift of the Spirit of Christ. Please, God, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we might leave this place as the body of Christ, as 
brothers and sisters in your family, carrying your grace to the people you send us to. You are so good. And we are so grateful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, before, I, uh, before I bless you and we all take off, uh, I forgot to mention earlier, there, is, there are some, some flowers out there. Uh, ladies, if you'd like to grab one, and there are some little bookmarks. Uh, I think we've got enough that if, whether you're a mom, whether you're not, if you're like, you know what, today's the day I need a little something to remind me. There's scriptures on those bookmarks. You can find one that connects with you, and uh, feel free to, to help yourself to one of those. Um, but I do want to leave us with this blessing comes, uh, comes right out of the Bible. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.